Roxo Media House. Jeff Wilson started covering the Texas Rangers in 2008, though he'll never forget 2021. Out on his own, he decided it was time to do a podcast, but his wheels were spinning until a nerd came along. There's no going back now. Welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. Here's your host, Jeff Wilson, and the recliner nerd himself, John Moore. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Rangers Today Baseball Podcast. This is episode number 61. Today, Texas Rangers right-hand pitcher Brock Porter, who was the fourth-round pick in the draft this year, but a first-round talent. That's right. We've been trying to get him on here for a few weeks, just some scheduling issues. This boy, this kid's working out and getting ready for, for yeah. spring training, yeah. but it's good we got him on today. But before we do that, a couple things we want to do today. we got to talk some big league stuff, the news that broke. Also, Reached out to some of our listeners. We got a few questions we're going to ask too, and get into that. Sure. But yeah, first, we got to talk about this guy right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Martin Perez is coming back. Uh, took the qualifying offer. I know. I know. Last week's show, uh, I said it was fifty fifty. He he was less than fifty percent. He would not uh, look. Things change. You Absolutely. Know? I mean, I uh, my my source last week, who was then my source this week. Um, you know, they they initially had gotten feedback at the GM meetings that. Uh, there were teams out there that that weren't going to be bothered by the qualifying offer and the draft pick compensation, and um, so they, you know, kind of thought, "Hey, there's going to be a deal out there." And then, right, uh, the, that that changed. You know, uh, some teams balked. The Angels, uh, the Mets, the Orioles were were had some interest, and uh, it just, you know, that draft pick compensation. That I mean, you know, the players should have took. A, it's a big. It's a it. The, that's a big failure by the Players Association in the, in the CBA. And and it was all tied to that international doing a draft sure, over there, right? Sure, And, you know, it's um, they, so, had, they had months to figure it out after the CBA. You know, they, they kind of tabled it and were like, we can still do this. And then it just, nothing ever developed. And, I mean, it it hurts players. And, uh, you know. There is no doubt it hurt. Look at Conforto last year. Yeah. And, I mean, well, I, he, I know he, he was got injured. hurt. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. But still, that, that. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, even the Rangers in, in 2016, they were able to sign Ian Desmond, who became an all-star, but nobody wanted to give Ian Desmond a, a multi-year contract, so the Rangers signed him for like one and eight. I mean, they, they just basically stole him. Yep. He became an all-star. They won the most games in the American League that year, and obviously they went flat in the playoffs, but it, it's a hindrance, and, and that was one of the number one things they wanted to get corrected in the CBA, and they failed to do so. So uh, Anyway, but Martinez coming back, he's going to make about $20 million, $19.65 million. He got a big raise. Huge raise. He goes into free agency next year without that draft pick compensation attached. So if he repeats this season or or comes close, he's going to he's going to he's going to get his payday, you would think. So, you know, if I, if I'm the Rangers, if by May, let's say he's looking like he did last year, I'm, you, I'm, you start I'm negotiating. I'm adding a couple of years, you know, and then it's a win-win. Yeah, it's a serious win. Think about it. Win-win. Martin is getting the big raise. He's betting on himself, which he did last year with the one-year four million dollar deal. Yeah. If he comes back and does exactly what he's doing, there is no qualifying offer attached to him next right. year. And the Rangers, if he doesn't do anything, or he's it was a one-year outlier, which you and I both agree we don't think it was. Yeah. The way he looked all year and the way he did then the Rangers are only on the hook for one year. And anyway, they've got all the young pitching. Yeah. It's a win-win for both. And I think they all, including the Rangers, want Martin de Perez to be exactly like he was last year. Well, you know, Martin never wanted to leave. Exactly. You know, he, he he's going to live here regardless of where his career plays out. He's, right. he's going to build a house in Dallas. And 
um, this is his home. And, right. And, you know, hey, nobody wants to leave their home. Sure. I mean, absolutely. You, can, you know, Jerks and Profar had a house here. Nelson Cruz had a house here. Mike Maddox still lives here, you know. And, right. And hopefully there's news on the pitching coach front uh, soon, although it doesn't seem like there is. But I, I still think Mike Maddox is the, the leading candidate He's there. the leader in the clubhouse. Um, but we'll see. Uh, but anyway, so Martin's back. That gives the Rangers three starters, Gray, Odorizzi, and, and now Perez. And Dunning, which you can look, well, he started all last year, but uh, yeah, Dunning or Auto maybe, but there's still money to to sign. A, yeah, a yeah, starter. they're not done. They have to, you know, we 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 can we can answer this in a minute, but um, we've got some questions here that yeah, we're gonna yeah. that, that are uh, gonna address. Then, but then uh, also before we move on, uh, Rangers traded Dennis Santana, the right. reliever to the Braves, to free up a roster spot that probably he got, so that they could add six players, six prospects to the 40-man roster to protect them from the Rule 5 draft. One of the six is uh, our good buddy, Jonathan Ornelas. Um, what a year. Pre- previous uh, guest on this show. Um, uh, yeah, just a good guy. When when I would go out to Frisco and I needed to speak to a Spanish-speaking player, Jonathan translated. Yeah. So he's got a place in my heart. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I was a little surprised that he was, uh, he was an ad, but um, I talked to a couple people, and his defense, the Rangers really think that defensively he's one of the best in all of minor league baseball. Okay. And, and you know, it's not just and a shortstop. the just a bonus, yeah. It's it's all over. And they think that that skill alone would have gotten him selected. Uh, that it's too It was too much of a risk to, to leave him exposed. And, look, you know, I, I kind of draw the, drew the parallel um, in something I wrote yesterday uh, about the six. He he's kind of he's kind of following the same path as Isaiah Kiner Falefa. Yep. Not a lot of people thought much of his bat, um, but, but, his but they liked him as a defensive player and a smart guy. Um, jo- Jonathan has more offensive potential than Isaiah Kiner Falefa. Mm-hmm. You know, Isaiah Kiner Falefa went five years in the minors without hitting a home run. I think Jonathan hit twelve or fourteen this season. Right. Um, it was his best offensive season. He had two ninety nine. Um, He's he's a guy that can uh, that can do something more with the bat now. It, 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 it was questionable. He's gotten that straightened out, uh, but the defense is this kind of the separator there, and so that's why he's on. Yeah, and he's probably somebody that's going to graduate up to AAA this year. Yeah, play play in AAA, be right there one step away. Now that he's on the forty man, he's a good fill in. Like you said, if defensive is his strong suit, the bat's just gravy. That's what I always say. If if the bat's just gravy, they're not looking for Jonathan Ornelas to come up here and start every day and be a starter. They've got an infield. Yeah, right. And right. So and and I didn't think about that. You can stash a guy like that. On a roster. Let's get to some questions. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay. But we got to mention the other five. The other five were Acuna, uh, Luis Angel Acuna, Dustin Harris. With, we knew Dustin. Zach Wyatt. Kent. Zach Kent, who might have been a little bit of a surprise. Uh, I think he finished really well, and his slider is, is terrific. Uh, Owen White and, and Cole Wynn, who were, yep. who were expected. They were expected. They, yeah. aren't, they weren't going to lose them. Uh, yeah, Zach Kent was somebody, again, who finished season at AAA. You could stash him on any roster. Yeah, you I mean, could stash. He, he could be your fifth starter on a team that's still I mean, rebuilding. He could be the ninth man in the bullpen. I mean, Absolutely, he's, he's, he's got a lot. Okay, about. listen, guys, but we're going to get to some of your questions right now. Before we do, hit that subscribe button down there. Don't forget, uh, scrolling down below there, five ninety nine a month. RangersToday.com. five ninety nine a month, sixty dollars for a year, thirty five dollars for half a year. Be sure and hit that down there or hit the hit the subscribe button to the to the thing. Now, yeah. I put this out. We got a lot of good questions. I've narrowed them down. We'll do some of them in down in the bus leagues after yeah, Brock. Yeah. 
But let's do some right here. This is David James. He said, is this offseason a success if we don't sign either DeGrom or Rodon? Uh, no, I, I, I don't think it, well, public perception won't be a success. No. Um, depends on who else they sign. Right. I mean, there's a, look, these guys, these guys are two of the top names, obviously. Um, you had to lay money. One of them. DeGrom is so, is just, you know, so good. And, but he's also made 15 and 11 starts the last two seasons, 12. He, he, he was healthy in 20 of the COVID year, but he only made 12 starts. So you've got to go back to 2019, the last time he made more than 30 starts. He's got a lot of injury risk. He's not young. You know, he's right. 34 or 35. Um, do you want to, you know, and he wants Max Scherzer money, which is 43 million a year. Do yeah. you want to, do you want to throw that money out to a guy like that? Eey, I don't know. Uh, Carlos Rodon, two good seasons. Um, but he's also got a lot of, a lot of injury history. So What's he, 30? Yeah, but you're talking five and, uh, five and, 150 million for yeah. him. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of, there's risk with every acquisition. Sure. I mean, and, and so the Rangers have to mitigate that and, and figure it out and uh, decide, you know, do they want to go get, get the DeGrom piece? Do they want to out, you know, have that kind of outlay and that kind of risk? I don't know. Um, so, you know, I think perception, perception would be- wise, Offseason is a failure if these two, if one, one of these two guys is assigned. But are, but let me ask you this. But it oh, might have to play out to determine if the offseason is a success. Yeah. So what if they go out after that then and get someone like Uvalde and and Sanga? Then it's not a failure, right? So yeah, they, they go get those two. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, there's a lot of unknowns with uh, with uh, Sanga. Um, although the Japanese pitchers have had a lot more success than yes. hitters coming over here. Yes. He's a power pitcher, and that kind of profile has has led to a lot more success for Japanese pitchers. And, you know, look at Darvish and Otani. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, you know, Eovaldi, um, he's, he from, he's, from Texas. he's from Texas. He did get a qualifying offer. But he's probably just looking at a two- or three-year deal, you right. know. So um, that that combination might work, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, a lot of things could happen. But I think perception-wise... The, fan, the, the the people want DeGrom or Rodon. Okay, next one from BJ. BJ's a good follower of ours, by the way. All right. Thanks, BJ. He is, is Bochi in town and meeting with Young every day? Um, I don't think I don't think he's here every day. Um, I think that he can do a lot of things remotely from... Yeah, I mean, everybody can do things remotely. We're sure. going to have Brock You can Port- Zoom call every day. We're having day, Brock yeah. Porter on our show from, uh, from Michigan. So right. um, it, it, it's different uh, these days. Uh, but I do think he's probably been in town a couple times we just don't know about it right uh he hasn't been made available to the media again since since he was here and on our show so yep um it would be nice to get a check-in with him i don't know if he has much he's to probably update, but he's got to be in on everything they're talking about doing sure, and who he sure. has yeah, especially with course, history of course and yeah. you can do that over a zoom call or over a phone yeah. call or over a but it's a it's a quick flight from nashville so um, it wouldn't surprise me if he's been he's, here look this guy's about to start in in the spring and he'll be gone for half the season away from half his wife year, and grandkids yeah. Yeah. who will be coming in they'll be the ones visiting to come in and do that right. he's a big he loves his grandkids he's already talked about that he's probably eating up some grandkid time <laughs> right before the holidays because let's be honest he can fly in and out like you said yeah but starting in February, it's an everyday job when he hits spring sure, training. Sure. And uh, so I don't know that either. Like you said, you haven't heard. So let's go to one more. Matt uh, Bednarowitz. 
Good try. Yeah, that, yeah, Matt, I, I probably bungled <laughs> that. And that's okay. The Rangers are expected to spend this offseason, but with a minor league system loaded with players that seem to be blocked, do you anticipate a big trade or two to help fill out the roster? Uh, I do. I do. And um, I I think it it's – yeah, yes, minor leaguers are blocked. But also, you got to look at, like, roster construction for future seasons – like next off season, the Rangers have a, another big class of of Rule Five eligibles, right? And so you can't have your forty man roster filled with prospects, you know, because uh, you know even even with the six this year, uh, that that gives you thirty four. Let's say you have a thirty four man roster now, right? Because those six theoretically might not debut, right? And so you're you have a twenty six man active roster, so you've only got eight guys to juggle, uh, you know. And you want to be relievers and starters, probably, but you need some in, <laughs> you need some help for position players that that, that are on forty the forty man. So, right. um, you, you, so like next year, these these six, some of them need to produce and probably even need to produce this year. I mean, Cole Wynn could, uh, like uh, you know, Derek Holland as an example, came up as a reliever. Right. They got him his his feet wet as a reliever. Well, maybe they do that with Cole Wynn too. Um, or, or or even Owen White, you know, yeah. guys who are on the forty, they're going to have to do something. I think at some point this season, but um, yeah, you know, it, trade trades as I as, as we say a lot on this show, you have you have a loaded farm. There's two currencies in yeah. there's two currencies in in baseball. There's, there's money, <laughs> and there's and there's minor leaguers, yep. and you have a deep farm system. You you build depth, knowing that eventually you're going to trade some of these guys. That's just that's just part of the business. So. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if the Rangers do make a trade or two for, and, and for some of these Remember this, guys, because December 6th, I believe, or 7th, we find out where they're going to be picking in the draft this year because they're in that lottery pick. There's a chance they could have the number one pick. More than likely, it's going to fall in somewhere probably close to 10, whether it's 8 to 12, somewhere yeah. there. I'm thinking it's where it's going to fall. But they're going to get another great prospect here in next season. Yeah. Keep building on that depending sure. on what they do. So, sure. yeah. Okay. Andrew Fegley, Andrew Fegley. I hope I said that right, guys. I'm going to butcher these names, but I don't care. You guys reach out to me and tell me how to say it phonetically with no pitching coach named yet. Will it be harder for the Rangers to convince and sign DeGrom or rode on since they do not have set staff yet? No, <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't think that matters. Uh, I think, yeah, what John's doing there. <laughs> money. Money matters. Um, these guys have all been around. They've worked with multiple pitching coaches. Right. You know, uh, in this day and age. And, and the, the caliber of pitcher that the Rangers are hopeful of signing, um, they know what they're doing. I mean, you know, they need a pitching coach to help them game plan a little bit. Right. And maybe if something's going wrong, to look at video and see if there's something with mechanics or whatever. Um, so... And Mike Maddox is excellent at, at, at doing that, by the way. You know, you, uh, you talk to any any pitcher he's ever had, the way he game plans and breaks down a lineup yeah. is just phenomenal. And then uh, well, he's know, been successful uh, everywhere. Yeah. And then, you know, he and Andy Hawkins, uh, the bullpen coach back during the good the, the good days when they were together, they could, you know, I remember very specifically one time Matt Harrison had been struggling for like uh, a couple starts. And they couldn't figure out why. And uh, one of one of them, Hawkins or, or Maddox, noticed something with his head. Just a little thing with his head was out of line. Yeah. And they corrected that, and it was it was in I think it was in 2012, which was Harrison's best season of his career. And um, 
he was fine after that. So it's just little things like that. You need you need guys and that know what to look for. Yeah, know that notice yeah. the difference. But that in terms of signing a, a, a pitcher, no, I don't. I don't think that somebody's going to say no. I'm not taking your thirty million dollars because this guy's the pitching coach, or because we don't know who the pitching. <laughs> well, yeah, because we don't know who you're going to put out. They're going to take the money. Yeah. Okay, Landon Wilson. Now that the forty man is set at forty, who are some DFA candidates to clear for free agent spots? Well, that's a good one. Um, shouldn't be chomping on ice. Yeah. Um, also, this is this is significant too. The non tender deadline is Friday. And so, you know, the Rangers will have another chance to adjust their their roster to decide if they're guys who they don't want to give contracts to. Right. Um, so, so in that designated for assignment, non-tender vein, um, you know, I, I, I don't like to, to point out names, but, you know, there are guys who are hanging on, you know, um, and there are some non-tender guy possibilities. I think, I think Brad Miller is a non-tender candidate. Yeah. Uh, I, I, well, all right. His money's guaranteed, but I think I think he's a guy who could be DFA. designated. Yeah. Um, you know, and our, our our good buddy Brett Martin uh, is due for a raise uh, in in uh, arbitration. Right. You know, I I wouldn't trade him personally, but but he's a I think you know MLB trade rumors has listed him as a non tender candidate. Um, you know, and then you can kind of look at the guys who are have been on the shuttle from Round Rock and. Uh, the Rangers, and you can say, well, what about AJ Alexi? I think he has some some potential value there, right? Um, like as Spencer a, as Howard a, as a multi-inning reliever. Spencer Howard's a guy who might might see himself on the line, although he'd get snatched up just because there's there's a lot of talent there. So, uh, but that's that's the point you're at, and you know if if the Rangers are are moving as they feel into contention, those are the decisions you have to make, and. There is there is a little fat to trim. There really is. And, yeah. You know, can you do better than Brad Miller? Probably. Right. You know. It, you know. Is you know if if you don't and if you don't sign a big bat and you end up with a Brad Miller, Bubba Thompson platoon in left field. You know. That's that, not that's not horrible. It's not horrible, but you could have done better. Yeah. You and could. and I, so I I think that um, you know, and and Chris Young in our beat writers conference call yesterday brought up that the Rangers are are still obviously in the market for pitching help, which includes the bullpen, but they're right actively pursuing a bat. So um anyway, there are ways to create that that roster spot, that roster room through DFAs. And it, you know, there could be a trade. You know, sure. So anyway. yeah, that could clear spots too. Yeah. Look, Brad Miller, I know everyone thinks that's somebody and it's kind of the way everyone was last year. Um uh, with uh, what's his name? Somebody's got to sit Culberson. on the end. Culberson, yeah. Charlie. Someone's got to sit at the end of that bitch. And and although Miller's been a lot more successful than Culberson was, that could be a guy that sits down on the end of that bench and could be. A, he, look, he had some success last year pinch hitting um, a little bit when he when he came off. And, yeah. Uh, but you know, yeah, you could easily see something like that. Well, where, and you know, when you when you go back to the World Series teams, uh, you know those those teams were pretty heavy with regular position players. Sure. But one thing that, and this is, you know, before universal DH, obviously the, the Rangers bench for those world series teams was not great, you know? And, and, you know, you want veteran guys who can come off the bench and help you. And if, you know, and again, we're talking about, (laughs) this is the Rangers assuming that they're going to contend or saying they're going to contend for a playoff spot. They're going to have to make up probably 22 games 
to to have a chance. So it Man, seems like AOS is tough. Too. Feels like a long shot, obviously, but um, anyway, if you're a contender, you need to have a you need to have guys like like Brad Miller and and uh, a guy like Bubba Thompson who uh, who can I'm not saying as a candidate to be DF8, obviously, but no, 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 uh, no but no. a guy like that who can go in and steal a base or or pinch run, you know, late game, you, you know, you need you, big run, you need it. You, Good defender you, you, out you there. You pull that guy off the bench, and and he's he doesn't hurt you if he stays in the game, and 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 has to have an at bat, and has to go play defense. So no. um well, he he makes a pitcher's entire game plan change yeah. in a couple of ways. First of all, he is a candidate to lay down a bunt anytime. Yeah. I don't care because he can beat him out. And then on the bases, I guys anybody that's ever pitched, I did in little league. You have that guy on the base that's fast. He just messes with you. Yeah. You, you you can't ignore that the tying runs at first base and it's Bubba Thompson. You're going to be paying attention, and that can lead to a walk. That can lead to other things when you're not paying because you're having to watch this guy exactly over here behind exactly. you. Exactly, you're you know you're slide stepping. Yeah, you know, so you don't get as much power behind your pitch, maybe. And Absolutely. So I mean, there's a lot of a lot of things you can do without even having to seal a base. That's the last of the big league questions. I got some minor league stuff. We're going to okay. do that yeah, down yeah, yeah. in the bus leagues. Right. Um, anything else? Or are we going to get Brock in here? Let's do Brock. Let's, All right, let's uh, get Brock Long Porter's. overdue. Yeah, yeah going to be joining us here from Michigan. In just a second, we'll be back with Brock Porter. And joining us right now from Milford, Michigan, it's Texas Rangers' top right-handed prospect, uh, Brock Porter, who was fourth-round pick in the draft this year, but we know he's a first-round talent. Brock, thanks, buddy, for jumping on with us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You know, uh, Michigan Michigan always always uh, trips me up a little bit. I always think it's in the central time zone for some reason, but it's not. It's eastern, so... Uh, we tried to push it back as late, let, let Brock sleep as much as possible. Um, <laughs> although he is an hour, uh, I guess, ahead of us. We're an hour behind him. I don't know. I don't know how that works. But yeah. anyway, thanks for coming on, Brock. Uh, what have you been up to, man? Just training. You know, now, now I'm in the off season, so I've pretty much just been training and uh, just enjoying my family, living at home a little bit for uh, about two more months and then get to head back. So what uh, what training? What what does that involve at this point? It's it's you know middle November. What what are you doing at this point? Yeah, right now I'm just training, um, putting on a little bit of weight, trying to put on some size, uh, get me a little bit stronger, getting ready for uh, spring training and next year. Um. So what what's like what's the ideal weight for you? I mean, you're a tall you're a tall guy. You're going to be big, but how much weight are you looking to put on? Yeah, so right now I'm about 210, 212. I'm trying to put on about eight more pounds, try to get to around 220. Uh, try to just maintain that weight a little bit, just try to get a little bit of weight on me just so I can uh, hold my velocity a little bit longer and just stay healthy throughout the whole year. All right. So when will you start or have you throwing? I mean, I know you're not off a mound yet, but when when will you ratchet up this throwing program? Yeah, I just started throwing. I started throwing two weeks ago, um, just started building up about three days a week, 
um, and just playing catch, just getting ready to um, start throwing off the mound. I think when I get back in Arizona uh, in January, so slow, slow ramp up, but building up for that. So when you, when you play catch, are you just, are you monkeying around with uh, grips or, you know, trying try new stuff or is it just basically you just pick up a ball and long toss? Yeah, right now, just because it's so early, I've pretty much just been uh, just working on my buildup. So a little bit more mechanics, mechanical things, but not really as much feel for each of my pitches. But I have been throwing just a couple more more change ups just right now, um, just trying to feel it just a little bit just to get it back because that's my favorite pitch. Um, but I think uh, right now, just focusing on just getting getting my arm back into shape. Okay, so so uh, yeah. Your 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 high school your last high school season ended. Then there's the long layoff for the draft, so you didn't pitch f- professionally this year. Uh, what was it like though, going to Arizona, going through the the program, and then you you did you did throw off a mound and and throw sides. How was that whole experience for you? Yeah, it was really good. I think it was really good to get that experience, just just a little bit of pro ball and get get my feet wet a little bit and talk with all the coaches and meet all the players and um, get a little bit of experience there and just see what that's all like. I thought it was really good. Who, who's uh, whose brain did you pick most? Do you think out there? Uh, I think the pitching coach, Jordan Teagues, uh, he was, he was really big for me. He was kind of took me under his wing and um, was just kind of helping with me. And uh, my trainer, Logan as well. Um, he was helping me a lot too. just, um, on the strength side of things, but also blending it in with my throwing as well. Um, so what, what, how's your relationship with the guy taking ahead of you, Kumar, Kumar Rocker? Yeah, it's been great. I actually was roommates with him when I was in Arizona and I got to pick his brain too. He was probably the closest with me, um, on the, you know, kid side of thing. The, um, he was a great person I talked to just about his experiences, what he's gone through and, uh, you know, his, his philosophy with pitching as well. I thought it was really good to pick his brain. I, mean, I don't want to say you guys have similar stories, but I, I guess maybe you have similar draft disappointments, you know, cause he was selected last year and then didn't sign. And then you were supposed to be a first round pick, man. <laughs> How hard was yeah. that? That, that, that 24 hour sec, that 24 hours. Yeah, it was definitely an emotional roller coaster, but um, you know, I, honestly, I'm just excited to be part of the Rangers now, and I couldn't have been in a better place. And I'm just pumped for this season to come and for the future ahead. I mean, I, can can you just kind of a little bit walk us through, like, because you had the you had the commitment to Clemson, um, like hard commit after after what after what point in that that first night of the draft were you like, oh man, screw it, I'm I'm going to be going to college. Yeah, I think it was after the first round. I thought I thought it was over. I thought for sure I was going to college, and um, I actually had my heart set there after the first round. And I, you know, I went to. I was just about to go to bed, thinking, you know, I'm going to I'm going to college tomorrow. I'm going back down, and um, I'm going to school. And then I uh, ended up getting a call and said, "There's one team interested," and um, it was the Rangers. And they said, "If it comes around day two, if that happens, then you know they're going to take you." So I, you know, and I was super shocked and. Uh-huh. but it ended up happening and I was, it was pretty cool. So, I mean, there, there still had to be some work done, but we're, or, but was it pretty much, were they like, we're going to, we're going to take you, we're going to give you a, a good enough bonus to keep you. Was that pretty much, did you go to bed thinking 
it's a done deal. If I fall to him, if yeah, I if, fall if to, him, to it's him, done. Yeah, as long as as long as no other team was gonna take me, I was I was for sure gonna go to them. All right, that's all right. cool. That's, that's good. That's that's good. That I mean, make- it's just crazy how these things work out. I mean, we we've all experienced things in in our lives where you're like, son of a bitch, this is terrible, and then. <laughs> And then it, it just ends up working out for the better. Blessings in disguise, I guess, is what they call them. Absolutely. So how eager are you to actually get on a mound and start pitching for an affiliate? Yeah, I'm super excited. I think, you know, being there this fall, it was it was good throwing bullpens and all that, but I just want to get out there and pitch. I just want to play some competition and uh, kind of show what I can do, hopefully. So did you throw, like, live batting practice? Was that the most they would let you do? I didn't even throw a live batting practice. I just <laughs> threw a lab they have there, and I just threw bullpens. Okay. Um, so I, for re- refresh the people from uh, when, when they introduce you in August. T- talk about who you are as a pitcher, your repertoire, and when and what what you do best when 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 you're doing your be- when you're going your best. Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of a hard throwing right handed pitcher. Um, you know, I kind of overpower people with my fastball, but um, I can also kind of spot up with with my fastball, but also my off speed pitches. I throw a change up, a slider, and a curveball as well. Um, I'd say my change up is definitely my go to. Um, it's kind of a parachute. It comes out pretty hard, like my fastball, but then it just kind of dives and runs away. Um, and then my slider tunnels pretty well with my fastball as well, um, but it, it bites last second and it's, it doesn't move a ton, but it moves just enough to kind of get a swing and miss and um, make, make them look kind of silly. And then the curveball is more of a loopier pitch that I can throw for a strike whenever I want, but it, people don't really swing at it because it comes out looking a little bit different than the other pitches and they usually just take it. It's a knuckle curve, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, I think as I was reading uh, before the draft, I think baseball America called your changeup, devastating <laughs> he's been throwing it since he was like seven that's a pretty that's a pretty that's a yeah. pretty pretty good yeah, term it's really funny because i saw an interview he did and he talked about his changeups been throwing since he was six or seven because his dad wouldn't allow him to throw a curveball i coached for many years and i told my kids when you're that young you don't throw a curveball till you have hair under your arms so you can't even attempt it yeah, and that might even be too soon. I mean, yeah, no kidding. That's why that that's why that thing's devastating if you were throwing that hard. When's the first time you threw a curveball? How old were you? Uh, I was a freshman in high school, so okay, that's fourteen her- or that's fifteen. No, that's right, fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, good. Uh, yeah. So, um, I mean, I I think I think everybody's excited to see you, Brock. I mean, you know, you're. I think you're, you're widely considered a top 10 Rangers prospect. Um, do you, do you look at any of that stuff or, or, you know, do you feel any like, I don't want to say pressure, but do you, 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 do you know where you stand and what do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, I think people, you know, people send me it kind of over the past, you know, a couple months, I've gotten some links and stuff like that, but I really don't look at that stuff. I think, you know, I just want to help this organization any way I can. And um, it doesn't really matter, you know, how long I'm going to take to get up or anything like that. I think really, I just want to go and compete and just, just do, do what I do best and go out there and just have fun and enjoy the game. I love playing. All right. Sounds good to me. Uh, All right. So you, you you said you've watched a a show or two, so you know that I asked the, the really hard hitting baseball questions (laughs) and then turn it over to John who, who goes a little lighter. So it's John's yeah. turn to, to this is how throw, you, to throw you, lobby you some softballs. Absolutely. We're going to get to know him. Okay. 
You're from Orchard Lake, Michigan, right? And you went to St. Mary's High School? Yep, correct. Okay, did you play any other sports besides baseball? Yeah, I played uh, football all the way through sophomore year of high school, and I also downhill ski raced growing up. Wow, you're yeah. from Colorado. Yeah, so the, the, he he mentioned that uh, the, the day he signed. The downhill skiing is pretty cool, you know, because I I I'm from Colorado, and I think at some point, if you've ever skied, you think you're going to be you know <laughs> a downhill, a downhill skier. skier, and uh, you know. <laughs> At, when I was growing up, you know, Bill Johnson was the big guy for, you know, he won the gold at Sarajevo in 84 and the Mare brothers in 84 won medals. Um, He's way too young. For yeah. You're, it, was, it was 20 years before you were born, 25 <laughs> years before you were even born. Um, but anyway, I mean, I skiing, we loved it. And I mean, so you did, you did downhill. What, what, what events did you do? Yeah, I did uh slalom giant slalom and uh super G. Okay. Oh my gosh. So I mean I I apologize for my lack of knowledge but I don't think of Michigan as a skiing haven. Where where what's where where do you go skiing? Yeah, in where Michigan? do you go skiing up there? Yeah, so there's smaller places kind of where I live like you know nothing like Colorado or anything like that, but up up more north there's some bigger mountains, nothing, I wouldn't say nothing's as big as, you know, you can't get it like that in Colorado, but, um, I would go out, out, out West sometimes and go ski out in heavenly in Colorado and stuff like that and compete a little bit there as well. So how good were you? I was pretty good in Michigan. I never lost. I, I would have to race against older kids and, um, <laughs> I was nationally ranked when I was, when I was younger, um, and like, uh, compared to all the other kids in the U S it was pretty fun. That's awesome. Man, that's great. Now, football, what, were you a quarterback? Yeah, I was quarterback. Oh, imagine throwing a 100-mile-an-hour <laughs> fastball. You have to have some good receivers to, to, to take that 75-mile-an-hour <laughs> throw of a football at you. Um, yeah. Okay, now now you were committed to Clemson, which is great. I mean, I have been to a Clemson-South Carolina baseball game oh, all right. many years ago. Man, it, the atmosphere is crazy. Were there any other schools you considered or anybody else that you, you had? I mean, obviously, you were getting recruited big as a first-round pick. Anybody else you thought you might go to? Yeah, it was more, it was a lot of ACC, SEC schools like uh, Auburn, LSU, Miami, Tennessee, um, Duke, kind of, kind of those schools. Did uh, the, the, I mean, Michigan's okay in baseball right now. Yeah. Yeah. I looked at those schools, but I, I want to go play down South. I like the heat and, you know, <laughs> if I get to pick where I want to play, I want to go play in the best conferences possible. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Okay. So, yeah. So where do you, where you work out indoors? I'm assuming, right? When yeah, this off season? I work out just, just in a local place. Um, there's two, I train uh, in a place and then about five minutes down the road, there's another place where I get to throw indoors. It's a little bit, a little bit harder to find places here because you can't go outside and throw. It's yeah. I got an inch on the ground outside right now and <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it'd be hard to find the ball. Somebody missed it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we we found out about how you were drafted. That's really cool. Um, so you that that you knew going to bed there was a deal in place mm. if the Rangers got to. That's usually a fun question to ask. How'd you find out you got drafted? We're gonna go past that one and just go. What do you do outside of baseball? Do you hunt fish? Do you you know? Do you do you play video games? What is it you like to do when you're not when you're not on a mound? Yeah, I like to uh, I like to go golfing in the summer. Uh, I like to spend my time on lakes as well. Um, I, I like going hunting, fishing a little bit as well, and uh, I do video game a little bit too. I like I like playing uh, Fortnite and Madden and NBA and MLB as well. They're all pretty fun. You, you, you my, my my son's big in Fortnite and MLB the Show. Yeah, yeah, mine too. 
it's how, he's, he's 10 and it's, it's how he's learned baseball. Honestly. I mean, he, he, he knows all kinds of players and it just, it just blows me away. I mean, I, of course, I know him, but yeah. <laughs> I'm like, damn, man, how did you? Yeah, we're media, we know him, but how'd you how'd you know that? So it, it, those games are great. I mean, and I, like I learned about baseball players through baseball cards. Sure, yeah, you know, it was before they had, uh, you know, mid '80s. Yeah, you know, know. And, and and you you were You're a little in the early '70s, dude. I mean, I'm old, so you. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, it's just it's just really kind of cool how you can learn about the game without having to watch Sports Center every night or. Uh, get on the internet and read i mean it's right there for you i mean he could you know he can name lineups like he goes through teams and it's ridiculous so it's it's fun i like to play the home run game on there too um it's a lot of fun when getting on there hit hit the home uh, run derby derby for me because it's about the only time i ever hit a home run so i'm sure you probably hit a few didn't you did you play on the field at all when you were in high school yeah, I played uh, through my junior year. I played the field, and then I just hit my senior year. I was just a DH, and then they'd pinch run for me, so I they could just save <laughs> me. But I hit four home runs. I almost batted five hundred. I think I was four eighty or something like that. Man, how many home runs you hit? I had four and thirty two at bats. That, that's pretty good ratio. That's pretty good. Run. There's Otani. <laughs> so, <here>. so <laughs> there, there, this is something else that that came up during the draft in your in your league. You started with a one-one count. Yeah, that was yeah. cool. What? What? Uh, what's the? What? Why did they? Why did they do that? Why do they do that? And then, how did that affect how you pitched? I'm pretty sure they do it because uh, we we play double headers um, and for my league, and then we don't have none of our fields have lights, so they have to get in the games, um, okay. so they want quicker. <laughs> That makes sense. That makes sense. So, so yeah. all right. So you got a one-one count. You, you you can't really. You don't really want to fall behind. So I guess that makes you aggressive. Might have taught you how to attack. Yeah, I think it definitely helped me as the pitcher. I think um, trying to get ahead first because if you get behind, it's so easy to walk kids, and um, you know you can get bases loaded really quick by throwing some balls. But um, it teaches you you have to attack the zone, and you can't be afraid of hitters. Okay, and and then one other thing, you, you're the Gatorade National Player of the Year, right? Does Gatorade give you anything? Yeah, they gave me a bunch of like uh, I got like Jordan stuff. I got Beats, uh, and they gave me a lot of Gatorade too. They gave me like packets of Gatorade, yeah. lifetime supply of Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. No, I mean, look, when you're that talented, that that's fantastic. They got to give him something to name him that. They got to give him something. Yeah, I mean, I would want something. All right. We're going to go to food now. All right. my, you know my right. favorite subject if you look at this right here. <laughs> and you'll know it. What is your favorite kind of food that you like? Uh, my favorite food is definitely steak. It's kind of uh-huh. my go-to. Dude. All right. Good ribeye? What do you like? Yeah, yeah. What's your cut? What, what, do you like? what do you like? I like fillets. Oh, fillets. Okay. All right. All right. That's my... Yeah, my wife loves the fillet. I love the ribeye because the marbling in it and all of that. Okay, so you like that. Now, what about fast food? Do you, uh, sometimes you just got to grab some fast food. What's your favorite fast food? Uh, probably Canes or Chick-fil-A. Okay. Yeah, everyone likes that. Have, now, have you had, are you a burger guy at all? I am, yeah. I do like burgers. Now, what's big in Michigan? They don't have, I guess, they don't have Whataburger up there, which no. you've probably heard about. They don't have, does In-N-Out up there? No, we don't have anything. We have White Castle. We have yeah, we we have a little bit of White Castle. Yep, we do have White Castle. So what do you have? McDonald's? Uh yeah, but I mean I don't really go there, but yeah, we have McDonald's, Taco Bell, Burger King. So what's your burger place? So what is your burger place? Probably Culver's. 
Culver's. All right. Ooh, okay, now that's good. Okay. There, as you know, there's a Culver's in Surprise. Yep, there is. Yeah, I'm sure. Have you, you tried a Whataburger or an In-N-Out yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, when it's Surprise, I went a lot. Which one do you <laughs> like better? Uh, that's that's a tough debate. I know people get upset about it. I, <laughs> I, liked, I like In-N-Out burgers better, but I like the... Uh, is it called butter chicken from Whataburger? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's good. That is good. By the way, I've never had anything but a burger or a taquito at Whataburger. Yeah, Whataburger, you do the breakfast taquitos and do that's good. But the yeah, yeah, no, no, it's good. Look, hey, I'm a Texan, so I'm a little partial to Whataburger. But I admit, In and Out's yeah, a good burger, yeah, man. Yeah. It's a good burger. So you can let the fans. You know what? You just go out, throw 100 miles an hour. And uh, have a sub two ERA. They're not going to care where you eat. <laughs> They're going to love you anyway. But those are but those are the that's the benchmark. You know, a hundred miles an hour and sub two. Otherwise, they're <laughs> yeah, never going to forget if you're about. Not a water yeah, yeah. So <laughs> no pressure, Brock. All right. So um. So let me ask you this. So what's your favorite home cooked meal? And who? Uh oh, you there? Okay, there is. Okay, what's your favorite home cooked meal? And who cooks it? Is it mom, grandma, girlfriend? Who? Yeah, um, my dad makes chicken and steak every single day for me. He like it's <laughs> kind of our thing. He loves making steak and chicken, and um, I love eating it, of course. But and then my mom makes a really good pasta as well. Um, so kind of all that combined is is my favorite. You're getting that a lot right now, trying to put on weight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good. But you know, get the protein, get some carbs. Exactly. No, we like I don't know. You've probably. I don't know. We did this when we were little or whatever. Well, you know, if you were, if you were on death row, what would your last meal be? Mine, sure. mine was always steak and spaghetti combination. Oh. <laughs> mine was a good ribeye, dude. <laughs> good ribeye with a potato. Um, all right, Brock, we're going to finish up with our, our last question. It's one of our favorites. You've probably, you've, you've already been pre-warned about it and it's what's something nobody knows about Brock Porter. We, I know you're, you're going to be in a, in a rotation someday with maybe Jack Leiter, just know this, he cannot stand peanut butter. That's one way to go. Um, you know, you may have some of these other players that, uh, who was it that had his finger? That was Davis, Davis Wenzel. Wenzel had his finger cut off when he was young. Yeah. Um, there was, uh, there's all kinds of different ones, but what is something nobody knows about Brock Porter? Um, I think it's that I'm nasty at bowling. Nasty yeah. at bowling. I taught. I taught myself how to bowl lefty just so I didn't have any stress on my right arm. But uh, <laughs> I like in it, and I can. I'm pretty good. We, my high school team, went every week. We go two times a week. We actually have some kids on the bowling team now, and we just we just compete against each other. It was so. What's fun. your What's your high score? Uh, I think I I averaged like around 200, a little bit above sometimes. That's crazy. Have you ever had a 300? No, I'm not. I'm not that good, but I'm. I'm getting there. Now you're left. So you you bowl left-handed. Which all right, everyone heard that. He's not messing with his right arm. I'm bowl. Do you throw a hook? Yeah, yeah, I do. Man, <laughs> I, t- I you know up you, north bowling's huge. Yeah, oh, and, and you know that Mookie Betts is like a great bowler. Oh my God, he's unreal. I've actually seen him bowl. Um, the the PBA had an event. You know, the PBA is headquartered in Arlington. It's yeah. like right down the street from the ballpark. Yep. And uh, so they had like an invitational for their opening event one year. And uh, they invited Mookie Betts. And, I mean, he is lit. He is serious. Like serious. he finished up in that tournament, right? He didn't. Uh, I don't, no, no. Uh, but he's he's rolled perfect games. He's won PBA like partner events. So 
that's your that's that's your guy. You got to get he. You know, the Dodgers train in Glendale, <laughs> right down the street. I think you and Mookie need to hook up. Yeah, and then afterwards you could switch to right-handed. You talk about going with spares. If you start doing both, you could you know come at the spares from each side once you're done playing baseball. It's pretty All heavy right, bowling anything talk. else you got well, for this kid? I don't. Uh, I we again we appreciate you coming on. I know I know I talked to you the day you signed and i was like all right let's do it and then you got to arizona and you're like they keep them busy this is a lot of stuff (laughs) (laughs) so i'm glad we finally were able to do it and uh, i hope we didn't take away from your workout time or anything like that so uh but again thanks for coming on and we're going to see you in spring training we'll We'll be out walking around spring training we'll definitely come up and get on the microphone a little bit and have some fun just see how spring training's going uh we'll all be out there for that awesome well thank you guys for having me yeah, no, great, great stuff. And um, sorry about yeah. the connected. We had yeah, a little technical, technical issues, but we're working on it. it. Yeah, that's Brock Porter, Texas Rangers right-handed pitcher. When we come back after this, guys, we're gonna go down in the bus leagues. Brock, thanks so much, bud. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right, all right, bud. Brock Porter, again, a big thanks for Brock for joining with us. Uh, let's go down in the bus leagues right now. Um, I got a couple more questions I yeah. want to ask, but before we do that, um, we talked about who was put on yeah. the 40-man the roster. There were a few names that were left off. Yeah, yeah. And those guys, we got Mason Englert. We got this this one right here. Kyle Cody, yeah. yeah. Kyle Cody is a name. I don't think people – do you remember Kyle Cody? Kyle Cody came up, looked <laughs> right. good. At the, that was during the COVID year, wasn't it? The 2020 yeah, yeah. year. Came up. Looked really good. Sure. Uh, he was out of Kentucky when he was drafted. Throws hard. He was coming off a of Tommy John surgery. They called him up. He made five starts. His ERA was under two. Yeah. Um, threw hard. What happened? He goes in. He, the- he, then he, he made the team as a reliever. Uh, the next year had, a, had what they thought was a bone bruise in his shoulder. And I guess there was a bruise there. But it later became a... They found some more serious stuff. I think it was a labrum tear. Uh, so he had to have surgery in September. They took him off the 40-man last offseason. He rehabs. He comes back. I saw him in July uh, when I was there to talk to Josh Young and those those young uh, Arizona Complex League guys. Um, and then he, he came back and he pitched for, for Round Rock, and he pitched pretty darn well. Um, I just think that, and, and this is going to be the answer to one of my questions, one of the questions coming up, but... Um, I thought I thought he would get protected. I, re- I really did. And then Engl- Englert, you know, we we um, been on the show. Good good kid. You know what? Let's ask that question because that's um, the first one. Do no, you th- yeah, but let me just yeah. You know, he he he's 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 one of six guys who I think had a case. Cody Englert, uh, our 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 good friend uh, Cody Bradford, uh, Blaine Krem, another former podcast yeah. uh, guy who's, who's been on. And then Cody uh, Bradford was too. Yeah, yeah. And um, Avery Weems, I thought had a case, and then Antoine Kelly also. So, uh, but let's get to let's those are, those are the guys who I thought really, you know, uh, Ryan Garcia, another podcast guest. Uh, yeah. You know, 
he's he's eligible, but he hasn't pitched. Above, he hasn't pitched enough and, and above low A, and that's no, a name. No, to that's watch. a that's a tough one to stash. So maybe next year we got to watch out for that one. But uh, anyway, okay. Well, actually, this question is about Mason, but it could revert to Cody also. All right. Um, this is from Jason. Uh, Ranger J film. It's at Ranger J film. It's Jason. Um, do you think a club will try to stash Mason Englert in rule five? I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't either. Um, you know, um, look, he made two or three, four double, double a, a starts. starts. I know he pitched in the postseason uh, also, but uh, he's very, he's very raw. Um, right. You know, his stuff, his stuff, some people debate his stuff. Uh, what What's going to become of it? I think it, sh- it went up a tick later in the season when he was doing so well, part of that combined no hitter at Hickory. And then he came to Frisco and, and pitched really well. Um, I just think there's a lot of inexperience there. I think that's a, I think that's a tough one to stash. I mean, you know, you know and the, the, the way that the game is evolving, there's so much reliance on the bullpen that it's going to be hard to um, just, you know, you have an opportunity to have an eight man bullpen. Right. And I think teams have become accustomed to that it's going to, it's going to be hard to just have a um, a guy who's not can't pitch or can only pitch when it's sixteen to nothing. You know, right. e- either way. So yeah. So no, and and you know, this guy's a starter, right? You know, and you want him to continue to develop the starter. You don't want to lose a year of development. So I just think that one's tricky. For those that don't understand what exactly happens on this rule five thing, so if so, if, if the players that were left off the forty man roster that that were eligible for it can be picked up by another team in what's called the Rule 5 draft. Yeah. If they take the player, he has to st- he's immediately added to their 40-man roster and he has to stay on the big league staff all year. Correct. That includes through injury. If he's injured and misses 60 games, he has to do those 60 games back up. Yeah, you you have uh you know, the Rangers ran into this uh with Carlos Tochi, which makes me laugh that they were actually able to get him through a whole damn season. He's not even base in 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 the game. Right. Um Anyway, um, yeah, he 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 was on the deal. You have to you have to have a certain number of days on the active roster, exactly, right? Or else or else you have to be offered back to the team. So right. anyway, okay. So let's say, and I wrote about this in the newsletter today. Um, team team selects Kyle Cody. All right, right. that's a name, that but they might but they, they have to pay a hundred thousand dollars. Right. He has to, he goes on the forty. He's on the active roster. He has to be on the active roster all year. And so if at some point he's pitching and they have to DFM or they need a roster spot, he's not pitching well, he goes through the waiver process. So every team has a chance to claim him. If he doesn't get claimed, then the, the team that has him offers him back to the Rangers for $50,000. Right. And so then the Rangers decide, well, no, you can keep him or yeah, we want him back. They pay the 50. If, if they can, they can try to work out a trade. Sure. try to get something back for him. Right. Um, so there are a lot of things to do, but just because uh, a player is selected in the rule five draft does not mean that he's going to be gone forever. Right. And so sometimes they are, sometimes they are, but you know, and, and then it's just the major league, you know, it's the major league portion of the rule five draft teams that have full 40 man rosters are not el- eligible to pick teams that have something brewing. Aren't going to pick. Right. So really, you really only have probably 10 or 12 guys that could go in the first round of that draft. And, and so anyway, 
there are chances that these guys are going to be taken, but just because they're left unprotected doesn't mean that, oh my God, 29 teams are going to be fighting for Blaine Krim. You know? Right, exactly. Um, it's, it's, and, it, and it's very tricky. It's just really tricky, especially with um, the way the rosters have evolved here of, of late. Well, that, that I think of all of them, Cody is somebody. That, well, Krim could also get stashed on the end of a roster the way he hits. But, you know, his defensive flaws that, that kind of yeah. hold him back. But Cody, Cody's a guy that if he comes back healthy, who's already been a bullpen piece, throws in the upper 90s. Yeah. He's good. That's a guy that could be stashed easily. Yeah. I, That's why you said he, you thought yeah, he was going to be protected. I, I, I'm sorry. I was totally impressed with what he did in 2020. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Oh my I, I know he's had some injury history, but all right. Next T-ball. question. T-ball has T-ball, a question. Frequent, Among the frequent rival- commenter. Yes. Okay. Well, we just talked about this. Among the, the rule five unprotected, who is most likely to be lost? Uh, he said out of Kelly, Kent, Bradford, and Engler. Well, Kent Kent was protected. Um, so he's yeah, out of out of those four. Of those three, Kelly, those, Bradford, or Engler, I'd say Bradford, maybe. I'd I'd probably say Kelly. Um, just because he's left-handed. He throws. Yeah, he throws. He throws really funky uh, arm angle. Uh, he can pitch multiple innings because he's mostly been a starter in the minor leagues. But I think a team could probably find some service for him. Um, but you know, you look at what he did after he got promoted from from high A when he was with the Brewers to Double A when the Rangers got him in the Matt Bush trade, and he had a seven twenty four ERA. Um, I know it was limited limited uh, opportunities, but, right? But still. Um, but of the, of those three, I would say Kelly. Okay. That, that, that's fair. I mean, and I think the one that's most <laughs> likely though, which you didn't mention here, uh, T-ball was, is, is who we, yeah, is who we for sure. Here. Yeah. It's probably I think it's Cody. definitely, that's my opinion. Yep. Yeah. All right. Stumbling mumbler. All right. Stum- last one, stumbling mumbler. What prospects that hold the most value are you most willing to part ways with via trade this off season? Um, I think there's really only a couple of untouchables. I mean, I think Evan Carter's untouchable. Yeah. Owen White's probably untouchable. I don't say lighter and rocker because I believe of the two, one of those two could front line a thing and they would keep the other. Well, rocker can't be traded because he was just drafted. Okay. Um, so then maybe, then maybe I think they get, then, then lighter's as close to untouchable then just sure. because of, of what he's done. But other than that, there's some great players in this system. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would, I, you know, I guess you can look at the middle of the diamond, you know, and, yeah. and say Acuna and Fostu just because they're Seager and, and Simeon in place. So I would Smith, yeah, Duran, yeah, um, those guys are uh, ahead. Um, but I, I would, I would say that I would be, I would, I would be willing to part with Acuna. Um, actually, I'd, I'd be willing to, I, I would rather have, I'd rather have Justin Foscue than Acuna. Um, me personally. Uh, I think that there's a place for for Foscue to hit, whether it's as a, a DH or a first baseman. Um, Acuna is going to have to be an outfielder. Uh, yeah, and Acuna, yeah, you're looking at a position change. Yeah. Um, so, but you know, you never know how these things play out, and everybody everybody thinks that Corey Seager's going to get moved off of shortstop eventually. Well, who who are you going to have? Uh, you know, there are a number of shortstops in the system who mm-hmm. who are, are good are, defenders are coming up and are probably better defensively. Um, but anyway, no. I, I think the highest guy with the value that you to answer be, the question yeah. would be Acuna. Acuna, yeah, yeah. and I, I I tend to agree with you there um, uh, on Acuna. I, by the way, not saying we don't love Acuna. We right. Do. I right. mean, this kid's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, just got to Double A, did well there. I mean, this is a this yeah. is this is 
This is a uh, the little brother of Ro- Ronald Acuna, yeah. who we all know from the Braves. I mean, this this guy's good. Yeah, he's good. I mean, he's built like a safety. Oh, you know my I mean? gosh. Uh, what is yeah. he? He's about 5'11", maybe 5'10". Well, I, I think that's generous. Uh, but he is he is stout. Yeah. I mean, he, he is. If you're a TCU fan, he's kind of built like Travius Hodges Tomlinson. And uh, so then he's kind of built like LaDainian Tomlinson. Uh, you know, he, he's, he's uh, just a little ball of muscle. Yes. And, and he hits the ball really hard. He runs really, really well. He's, he's a really, on the, in the really field. good defensive player. I mean, there's, I mean, there are reasons the Rangers. Those are the reasons he's a top 100 prospect and why the Rangers protected him. But right. if you're talking about trades and it's an impact guy, yeah, and it's got to be a big return coming back too. So um, yeah. obviously, it's a big yeah. name coming. You're, back. you're not going to trade him for a middle reliever. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. This said no. Anything else? We've talked. We got. That's the questions we have today. Um, yeah. Hey, appreciate it, guys. Thanks yeah. for sending yeah, us that questions. Was pretty fun. Maybe nice we'll start a segment up. from now on when we'll do a couple of these. We yeah. got so many. We couldn't get to all of them, guys. Uh, some of them are repetitive, so I kind of went with the first ones that got there. Yeah, right. and, and and oh, one other thing that uh, we've been asked a lot about is the forty man roster is now full because of these additions. And there's some people like, well, what happens if they get a free agent, or you know, can they sign a free agent? Well, yeah, they can sign a free agent. Sure. And we kind of talked about this earlier, just kind of reiterating it. You can clear roster spots right pretty easily, so don't worry about that. That's that's just all. Part of the part and, of the and deal, when, and when the signing happens, the the deal's in place, the money's signed, the rush move doesn't have to come immediately that day. Then you're trying to, to no, clear I mean it, it's got to come within, yeah, yeah within yeah, right. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, then you're immediately knowing you got to clear that spot. Yeah. There's usually maybe you've got to trade in talks or something that yeah. you're a little more willing to let. Oh, I'm go sure, of. I'm sure they've got a list. Oh yeah, absolutely. But uh, okay, so next week, no new, no new show. You're heading to Colorado I'm going, I'm going for Thanksgiving. To, I'm going to Vernon, Texas. I'm going to be out there with the seeing the family. We're going to take the week off. I'll be getting out these shows, guys. So you're going to be hitting your inboxes. They're going to be hitting. Yeah. We're still going to get these. Go watch some of these old ones. There's some really good ones on there. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So no new show next week. But still subscribe to uh, hit the subscribe button so you're part right of our channel. There. Uh, subscribe to Rangers today for five ninety nine a month, thirty five dollars for six months, or sixty dollars for a year. Which, as our trusty uh, main man here, Joel said, is sixteen cents a day. Yeah, sixteen cents. Sixteen cents. Okay, I, I waited till the very end. Congratulations to TCU. Uh-huh. Who beat my Longhorns? Yeah, I'm supposed to wear a helmet, and I forgot about that. That's maybe, all right. We don't need to do that. We don't need to do that. Hey, it was a good game. TCU deserved it. Good job. Uh, beating a, what I still consider a good Texas team. So they didn't just yeah, I beat, mean, Texas they, is the best four-loss team in the country. There's no question about it. <laughs> four-loss teams, I'm putting Texas number one in that in that poll. I'm telling you right now, Texas is a good team. And TCU took control of that game and they beat them. You get, uh, te- off. Texas, they, Texas has good players. I mean, they, they have they great do. players. There's yeah. just some, There's and I wrote about this at Frogs Today the other day, there's something missing. Yep. And it hasn't been, it's been missing for 15 years. <laughs> it's been gone for and a long so, time. so, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, Yep. I don't know what it is, but you know, Texas has all the ingredients. Yep. But it's missing the main one. Yep. But anyway, I mean, I, again, they're the best Ford loss team in the country. Hey, and and TCU is the number four team in the country, and deservedly so. So I hope they get to keep it up and keep going to that playoff, unless somehow the horns slide into that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> there's still that weird possibility, guys. That's it. We're going to get out of it. Everybody enjoy your Thanksgiving and your yeah. holiday week. Please. We're going to be out of town, too. Until the week after Thanksgiving, guys, we'll see you at the yard.
Roxo Media House.